yes there we go welcome everyone to another episode here for the fashion matrix podcast and this podcast if this is the first time you ever hear one of the episodes on this podcast remember that we talk about everything and anything that makes us transcend and helps us evolve and break old paradigms and just enrich our lives in such a way that makes us a better version of ourselves through well you know i called it the fashion matrix because you know i am an image consultant that's what i do for a living but image people think that is fashion uh, you know just uh, i was thinking about a catchy name and it sounds pretty fucking cool and fashion also talks about ways of thinking you know cultures you know, you know in my own in my own fashion you know what i'm talking about and basically image is perception so i always talk about perception how we perceive the world and how can we enhance our perception to see things that are maybe always there you know to see hidden truths that maybe are not that hidden at all but because we perceive the world and reality in a very small way we can't see them as we are right now so that's why i'm always interviewing people that can bring us something on that on that frequency on that vibration right on 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 that on that topic that will makes us more a better version enlighten us in us in in a way and today oh man today's topic is i fucking absolutely love this topic it was actually the first topic that got me into my path of enlightenment into my path of spirituality mysticism occultism uh, you know the occult the the i don't know the esoteric esoterical knowledge spiritual knowledge and just led me into a path of beauty and 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 so many different things and today my friends we're going to talk about Hermes thought or uh, the universal laws of Hermes and thought right so before we get into that let's let's uh, let's just put a little background all right the the universe run or you know even the world runs on on, on natural laws you know like the law of gravity or uh, you know, we live and we die you know uh, once we understand these laws, maybe we can start to leverage them. We can comprehend them and use them instead of being used by them, such as the law of gravity. You know, we thought that, well, law, the law of gravity says that this, that, blah, 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 you know. And through the understanding of this law, we can use it and now we can fly. Against all odds, now we can fly against fucking gravity and get to one place to another just by flying. Uh, the the law of you know beginning and ending right we, we know that we um, we live you know we are born and then we die well maybe by understanding that we can have a better lifestyle right we can use this knowledge that we are going to die to live a better life so the universe not only life not only the world but the whole universe runs on natural laws and these laws were given to us hundreds and thousands of years ago by a certain person a certain group of people but one person was the one who who dedicated to how how should i put it to write or gather all this knowledge and then put it to us or give it to us and um, well 
this very wise person is known as Hermes. Hermes Trismegistus, which is the three, three times great. But we must comprehend that this archetype, maybe it was a god, I mean, you know, we know it as a god, you know, the uh, from the Greeks, the ancient Greek culture, they knew him as Hermes. Then, uh, through certain studies, we comprehend that it was also this same archetype was known as thought with the ancient Egyptians, right? In, in Egypt, they he was known as thought or thought. I don't even know how to fucking pronounce it in English. Thought, you know. So this, you know, uh, this knowledge was. It came to us in many different ways, of course, through excavations, through, you know, science and through, uh, you know, maybe, a, you know, certain scientists that started studying these ancient, ancient um, scriptures and realized that, oh, shit, this is really fucking amazing. Like one of them was the Emerald Tablet. The Emerald Tablet, it is a very, very, very old tablet that is written like a... Uh, how, like a, an encrypted message that basically explains everything on the universe and the world and us. But it is in, encrypted. It is not very easy to comprehend it. You know, if you just read it and be like, oh, okay, it speaks about an apple or, oh, yeah, okay, cool. So everything it surrounds about around an apple, right? The entire comprehension of the cosmos is around an apple, <laughs> you know, to give you an example. And it's like, it's not like that. He was speaking in, we must comprehend that he was speaking back in the day, you know, I'm talking about thousands of years ago, uh, where he was speaking to the people around that era and, uh, of course, with symbols. Even today, we speak with symbolisms, right? We don't necessarily speak with with a very rush in a very rational way like okay it is a very descriptive way of how we live and how the cosmos works we use symbols and symbolism to maybe try to comprehend very abstract ideas of the of the cosmos and of of humanity and, and the mind and all this so this tradition that that of studies of, of these ancient scriptures became hermetism right and this is like um, a Gnostic lineage, all right? N Gnostic, I mean that Gnosis or Gnosis means the knowledge within, right? So this writings, you know, how it all start to become, you know, afloat again, it is, it survived through the writings of this, of, of this ancient tradition, which is the Hermetism. And it came known as the Corpus Hermetica. Corpus Hermetica, which is composed of a series of letters from a master, which is Hermes Trismegistus, like I was saying. So these letters, supposedly Hermes Trismegistus, it was a master where he is trying to enlighten his dis disciples. He's trying to teach his knowledge and pass it on to his disciples. So it's a series of letters where he is trying to explain the universal laws, right? the laws of the cosmos. These writings became so vivid during the Renaissance era, all right? It's like they were very much uh, an inspiration to people such as, uh, you know, the Medici family or, or Leonardo da Vinci and, uh, you know, 
he, Lorenzo de Medici. He was like the godfather of, of all the great minds in, in, during the Renaissance. He was the one who possessed these letters. Now, the Emerald Tablets, of course, that's another one. And there's so many different things written about it. Remember that my point is not to actually lecture you and tell you with the specific datum and oh, it's about this, about that. What I'm trying to do in my very, I fucking hate saying humble way because humility is about making you lesser. But in order for us to comprehend what I'm trying to say right now, let's use this word for lack of uh, vocabulary. <laughs> in my very humble way of explaining this knowledge and these things, it's just to bring an awareness and bring some curiosity within you, right? For the people that are listening to this podcast. I just want to bring an awareness to you on things that maybe you've heard before and maybe you can start digging in a little bit deeper through your own experience. Remember, I don't want you to take my word for it. And you should not be taking anybody's word for it. You should be making your own um, research, putting everything to the test to the point that you experience it and be like, damn, of course, now I understand what all these motherfuckers were trying to say. <laughs> you know, you we can get to an agreement. We can all come to an agreement through patterns, but only through your own experience. Only after you have studied this on your own. Not because some bearded guy said it, so, or because I said it, or because your mentors, your fathers, your... I don't know, man. All right? So, this is, remember, this podcast is about to bring an awareness you know, spark some curiosity. So, this um, hermetism it was, a, you know, almost like a philosophy that is. It was very influential in in the Renaissance era. All right, in in being a Gnostic in the era of no, of Gnosis, which is kind of like a a lineage of Christianity, but a way of that. You know, it's like. A, a school of ideas and systems and, and values that focuses on, on, on the pursuit of, of self-knowledge, of, of the empirical knowledge towards spiritual mysteries, towards an inner awakening, towards enlightenment from within, not from the outside. That's basically what Gnosis means. So you see, this is very important. So who was Hermes Trismegistus? Well, he was, you know, like I said, there's many theories and many different, um, um, how should I say, facts that point that he was a teacher, an, an ancient being, we can say that maybe he was an alien, he was not from this earth, that came and he lived three times, or he three times he shared his knowledge to earth onto earth and he was a gatherer of knowledge he was the one who was in contact with the gods and he came down to earth and he passed on the knowledge of the gods to the people to us that that he he was the, the i don't know how to say it in english like the one who was keeping all the, the archives writing everything that was happening he was the the leader or well not the leader the the master of the archives of, of everything that was happening. Thought, right, the ancient Egyptian god was that. And then he transcended that after the uh, the Egyptians passed on and then he went to Greece and he was known as Hermes, the messenger of the gods. And then again, 
after you know with Christianity with Hermes Trismegistus, and he was called that Trismegistus because he was supposed to be the three, the the person that was three times great. All right, the how, how yeah the three times the, the the three times great. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. I don't know if I'm making any sense in English. You know, three times great. All right. <laughs> So what we can be certain of is that these principles of that Hermes brought to us held an immense value on these ancient uh, cultures, such as the Egyptians, the Greeks, and the Gnostic people. The the, the beginning of Christianity, the the the, the spiritual searchers of, of how Christianity started, it was not as we know it today, right? The, the beginning of Christianity was not as, you know, it was not very well structured as we know it today, and it was not forbidden, like, you know, certain knowledge is forbidden for certain, for Christians nowadays, but it was, like I said, a lineage of Christianity, which was getting all the knowledge that Jeshua and all the knowledge that from the past and looking it from within. Gnosis is looking from the light within. So these three ancient civilizations or ways of philosophies or ways of thinking of how the cosmos is and everything, these teachings of Hermes held an enormous value to all of them. So after studying the Corpus Hermetica, which is the letters from Hermes to his disciples and the Emerald Tablet which is you know an alchemy if you start studying alchemy you'll understand that what this tablet is made of transcends the comprehension of people because it is made out of different chemical components that prevent it from deteriorate right it can't. It cannot deteriorate simply because out of the the chemical compounds that it's made of. So the person that made this tablet and and put his his, his descriptors, he has such a knowledge of chemi- chemistry of of alchemy, of combining different things that even today we can still look at the emerald tablet and it's really really amazing and it is supposed to be you know there's of course um you know how should it legends that if you understand the actual meaning if you break the code of the emerald tablet you become enlightened and then you actually transcend this physical world so in our effort People such as me, you know, maybe even, you know, people more intelligent, of course, than me, scientists, esoterical and spiritual people, they have tried to crack this code, they have tried to, to comprehend these hidden messages, and they've, they, in their own way, they said that, okay, what is written within these letters and um, the Emerald Tablet is the seven principles that rule the entire cosmos, the entire universe. So they wrote the seven principles, the seven universal laws, or their seven universal principles. And this goes like this. This is exactly what I want to talk about today. After we understand a little bit about Hermes and the laws and everything, now we can start talking about the seven hermetic principles of self-mastery or understanding the cosmos. And they go like this. The first one is the principle or the law 
of mentalism, which speaks about the all is mind. The universe is mental. Everything starts with the mind. Now that is very deep, right? Because the first principle embodies the truth that all, the all, what is the all? Right? You can call it this God, uh, the, the vital energy. You can, you can call it whatever way you wish. But the all is mind. Meaning that the universe itself, in an underlying and you know fundamental level, it is mental. Everything starts with the mind. And that is so true within, so true within us, right? Let's break it down and put it into an example with us. And even with the world that, that, that we experience today. In order for us to, to you know, use such tools such as this, you know, podcast, where I get to share my way of thinking, where I get to share all this beautiful knowledge that I've, that I've uh, stumbled across and all these things that I've lived, right? This first started in the mind. My podcast first began with a thought in my mind, within me, without even speaking about it. I, I was thinking about it like, damn, wouldn't it be great to make a podcast where I can speak about all these great ancient teachings and about my experiences and about everything that I do and about just sharing my my, my perspective on, on life and my, my way of thinking of the cosmos in both Spanish and English? Man, that would be fucking great. And if someone is out there that maybe resonates with this, it will be a great way of connecting, right? Because so many different things but it started as a thought the tools that we're using such as a computer the internet our smartphones they all started in the mind so everything that you're experiencing right now in reality started with a thought that was followed through action of course but everything is mind everything begins with a thought or in the mind now mind what is mind for over the thousands of years, people have thought or have tried to 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 put it, break it down into just one thing. So scientists think that the mind is just the brain. Right? That is the mind. And it's not so. Uh, spiritual people think that it's just the heart. And it is not so. You know, people that are very superficial, they don't even think about it, but they just go and follow their intuition. Well, I just do whatever the fuck I want to do. And they think that is their, their, their mind, whatever the fuck they're, they want to do at the moment. Oh, I'm hungry, I want to eat. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm horny, I want to fuck, I'm going to fuck. And I just follow my intuition. And it is not like that. And even just like that, just speaking about those three, I'm talking about three different minds, which is the intuition, the heart, which means the emotion, and then the intellect. All those three are different aspects of the mind, but neither of them are purely the mind. All of them create the mind. And in the ancient Vedas, the, the, the Vedas or the Vedas, which is one of the oldest scriptures that we can find in humanity, in the world, that talk about, you know, Hinduism, it's not a religion, but it, they talk about there, about yoga and, and the yogic culture. They speak about the mind being... 112 being made out of 112 parts <laughs> just imagine that and out of these 112 parts they can categorize that into uh, 16 parts and out of those 16 parts you can talk about four levels of the mind just just think about that for a second we've been thinking that the mind is just one thing 
right? <laughs> it is such an, a complex thing that we cannot even understand right now. So we can talk that the mind is made out of four different levels. And everything is mind. It all starts with the mind. That That is what the first law, the alchemy law, the hermetic law, or the universal law speaks about. So I suggest that you start starting about that and get to know your mind. Remember, your mind is not just your intellect. It's not just that. It's made out of so many different things. Let's move on to the second principle, the second law, which is the principle of correspondence, the law of correspondence. As above, so below. As below, so above. As within, so without. And as without, so it is within. This principle is one of one of the principles that run my entire life and how I started my own company, Style Systems, and how I began my 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 my, my professional career right, as an image consultant. I teach people how to get in touch with themselves with inside to then how to present it on the outside through the fashion, through how they perceive themselves, through their communication. And it is a beautiful law. This principle embodies the truth that there is always a, correspond- a correspondence between the laws and, uh, uh, of various planes that manifest as being in life, right? This principle is what allows us to deduce the hidden solutions to problems by looking at what exists a layer above and below the problem, right? It is a pattern that we can find everywhere in the world. You can see a beautiful tree and you understand that as that beauty lies in the tree, it also lies within the every everywhere in nature, in the plants, in the rivers, in the animals, and of course, within us as well. And whatever we hold within ourselves, there's a corresponding way outside of us. So if you hold beautiful vibrations, beautiful thoughts within you, right? Remember, the first law is mental. Everything is mind. If you have beautiful thoughts, beautiful mind, if you take care of the mind, well, the correspondence law, the cor- the, the principle of correspondence is that what lies within, so it is without. So there is a correspondence between being beautiful on the outside and being beautiful on the inside because you hold beautiful vibrations within you. If you see someone that vibrates in a very low frequency and maybe you've see it and it's a a smelly person, a person that doesn't take care of himself, doesn't nurture himself, right? Does not love himself. And, you know, you you just don't vibe with that type of person, you know, a person that, you know, you you cannot trust. And and it actually gives you a a bad vibration, like, oh, you don't even want to talk to that person. Well, we can think or we can understand that whatever we see on the outside, there's there's got to be a correspondence law that is also on the inside. So if you're suffering on the outside, it's because you're suffering on the inside as well. Right? This law is beautiful. It's beautiful. Whatever you admire on the outside, if you follow a mentor that is a very enlightened person and you admire him or her, and you're like, God damn, this person is so wise and woke as fuck. And I just love listening to this person. And man, you should all learn from this person. Well, let me tell you something. You only vibe with that person because you hold that vibration within you as well, right? Which is another law that we will talk about in a moment, but there is a correspondence. There is nothing on the outside that is not on the inside as well. As above, so is below. 
And this also corresponds to everything, you know, if you have a beautiful thought, then the correspondence law tells us that there's, there's the, 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 on the other side there's got to be uh, 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 a very ugly thought, right? <laughs> you know, it's part of the same coin, love and hate. You know, people say that there's only w one step away from loving a person that you hate. Well, this is because it's the same thing. It's just a correspondence as above, so it's below. If you hate someone, then there's got to be a way that you can love that person as well. So we use this law to transcend and to stop being used by this, oh, someone is above me or no, someone is below me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm above all you motherfuckers, right? I'm better than all of you. No, no one is above you, but no one is below you as well. Even if you are a super smart person, self-fulfilled, uh, you know, successful financially, spiritually, you are so woke, <laughs> no one is below you because of the law of correspondence, right? Just as a knowledge of geometry, you can see it in geometry as well. It allows one to measure the cosmos from cosmic to atomic, from a cosmic level to an atomic level, the law of correspondence is always there. The principle of correspondence. We can come to know the whole of the universe by exploring the higher and lower nature of things, which surrounds the mystery <laughs> that everything is the same. Well, let's move on to the third principle or law. The principle of vibration. Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. Oh my God. If you start studying physics, quantum physics and all of these things, uh, cosmology, you will understand that there's a bunch of theories, the theory of of strings, uh, all these things, you know, and especially when you start studying quantum physics, you will understand that, yes, nothing remains still. Everything is moving all the time. Everything. From, on a, from again, from an atomic level to a cosmic level, everything is moving. Everything is transforming, changing all the time. Everything is vibrating. So this principle embodies the truth that nothing rests. Everything is in motion. Everything is in motion. Everything is vibrating. Matter, energy, and even spirit are simply varying rates of vibration. All right, from 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 matter, you know, from 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 this raw, uh, you know, uh, body that we have, from the physical things that we can see, we are vibrating. We're moving. You know, I don't know if you know about this, but we are losing cells all the time. You know, every single day we are getting older and older and older. How, how do we know this? Because we're losing cells. Cells within our skin are dying. And every time we go jump, jump into the shower, we are losing and we're, you know, the little dust. Even if you were, you know, there's actually an example of this. If you were locked down in, in, a, in a chamber where nothing else is there, there is nothing else but you. Eventually you will start seeing dust. How could, you, how, could that possible, how could that be possible, right? If there's nothing else around there. There's no windows. There's no contact with the outside. There's no contact with wind. Eventually, you'll start seeing dust around that person because we are dying. Our cells are dying all the time. They're transforming. So on a physical level, we're vibrating. Different. It's just different uh, rates of vibration. Then on an energy, and on an energy level, on an energy dimension, this is emotion. Emotion means energy in motion, right? So every emotion that you feel, whether it's 
happy emotions, you know, positive emotions, negative emotions, angry, uh, frustration, sadness. It is just energy vibrating, energy getting in motion that makes you feel in a different way. It's a vibration that you hold within yourself. And of course, on a spiritual level, God damn it, of course, depending on the vibration that your spirit is, the, the level of your spirit that is vibrating, you'll experience different realities of dimension or different dimensions of reality, right? You'll start seeing or perceiving different things depending on the level that you are. Uh, I can give you an example. Even though everything has spirit, everything comes from the same, from the all, an ant, the way the ant perceives the world and reality is different from the way that we perceive it because we have a higher vibra uh, vibration on our spiritual level. It's not that the ant is not a spiritual, right? It's just a different vibration, different, different rate, different level, different frequency of vibration. You know, um, let me give an example, another. The lower the, the vibration it is, the more physical and matter it becomes material right the more physical the higher the vibration the more the, the subtler it gets so it is more difficult to perceive it with more dense matter that's why um let's say that you cannot see spirits and ghosts it's because they don't have a, a physical being anymore right they they're they no longer have a matter a, a, a body but their energy their energy, they're out there all the time. So imagine if you were vibrating, if you were tuning in just like um, like a radio. A radio gets vibrations and gets and you know these vibrations it um, it organizes into frequencies so that you can hear it. It synchronizes with uh, you know it makes a it, it, it gets in, in, in synchronization, I don't know if I said it correctly in, in English, with a certain frequency, so you can listen to it. Imagine if we can do the same thing. And our actually, we have an antenna also within ourselves, which is the, the, our vertebra, our, our spine. It is like a, a, an antenna. It serves for tuning into different frequencies, which is what in the yogi culture we call it chakras, which is just the different vibrations, or quequeyos, uh, or... Uh, Totonalcayos in the ancient pre-Hispanical culture from my people, from my ancestors, the, the Toltecas. So imagine if you can tune in to higher frequencies that are become more subtler. The higher the vibration, the more you can perceive. So maybe if you were vibrating all the time on a higher frequency, you will start seeing different things, different worlds, different versions of reality. Maybe you will start seeing ghosts. Right, which is opening the third uh, chakra or the, the the third eye, which is a chakra, and all of these things. But it is simply that the lower the frequency, the lower, and it's not about being bad or good. You know, this is just frequencies, vibrations. It's not that one is better than the other one. It's just one is subtler and one is denser. The denser and the and the lower the frequency, the lower the vibration, the more dense, the more material it becomes, and the higher, the more subtler, which is what many cultures have called or has they refer to as divinity you know angels and spirituality and spirits and beings that you know you can transcend let's move on to the fourth principle the four the law number four the principle of polarity Every, everything is dual 
everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. Let me say that again. Extremes meet. All truths are, are nothing but half truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. So this principle of polarity, it is the principle of creation itself, of the yin and the yang, of, of uh, you know, uh, black and white, of, uh, you know, of good and evil. Everything has its opposite pole. But remember not to confuse duality with polarity. Duality is that it is the actual opposite and it cannot be reconciled. It is the dual, it is nothing to do with, you know, it's just the same but the opposite. The polarity, it is part of the same. Let me give it a, an example so that we can come to an agreement. Uh, a battery, right? A battery has polarities. A battery has the negative pole and the positive pole. Now, in order for that battery to be put to use, the, the energy that holds the battery, in order for us to use it and actually put it to use and put it into a, I don't know, into a remote control and maybe watch some fucking Netflix documentaries or something like that, that energy needs to be polarized. All right? Imagine if that battery had it didn't have the, the negative or the positive pole. Then we couldn't extract the energy within it. Isn't it? We couldn't use the energy within it. So that's why creation, the cosmos, God, whoever, or the creator, the architect of this, in, it, in its immense, you know, intelligence, <laughs> he knew, or it knew, or she knew, it understood that in order for reality to become into existence, it needs to be polarized. How do we know that we want something? How do we know? How do we know that, hey, I want to become this or I want to experience that? It is only because we polarize it. Oh, there is this and then there is this thing, the other pole. There is the negative aspect and then there is the positive aspect. Then, only then, I can truly know where do I want to go. I can use, I can extract the energy of something only because it exists with different polarities. But remember, they come from the same. So, talking about the same example of the battery, the energy is out there. It's not that the battery, it's energy itself. The energy was always there. But we can find a way to encapsulate and put it into one small battery and put it to work, put it to use by polarizing it. Right? The f this fourth principle embodies the truth that everything has its pair of opposites. But they reconcile because they come from the same. Just like the, the battery comes from energy, it's the same. Vital energy. Everything has two poles, you know? <laughs> Opposites are the same, only they only vary in, or they, they're only different in degree, such as the example of negative and positive poles. They only vary in a certain degree, but they come from the same, you know? 
even and, and everything has its faults. Even even you know, with us, we have we have negative aspects of ourselves, and we have, and we have positive aspects of ourselves. Imagine if everything was just positive. I think the world will be fucking crazy. There's examples. There's a you know even uh, TV shows or or um, movies that portray this. And they make fun out of this. Imagine if everything was sunshines and rainbows and positivity. I think life would not be as beautiful as we know it right now. You know, we cannot fight this creation. It is it is so perfect and, imp- and imperfect in, in, in its own way that, you know, we can only comp- try to comprehend it to use it instead of being used by these universal laws. The cosmos has negative and positive polarities. Atoms have the same thing. So we have it within us on a physical level and we have it also outside of us in a spiritual way, in an emotional way, of course, as well. You know, sometimes we're not happy all the time. Sometimes we feel depressed. Sometimes we, you know, it's the same thing. So we use these both poles to put it to work, remember, as a battery. I could go on and on and on because I love all these principles. I don't think one principle is better than the other one. They all form a fundamental part of of the universe. And the more we comprehend it, just like I started this podcast, the more we understand and study these laws, the more we can put them to use, put them to work for us, such as the law of of gravity. Right? Uh, We use it, we understand it, and now we can fly against all odds. Anyway, let's move on to... The, the principle number five. The principle of rhythm. Everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise, all things fall. The pendulum always swings. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm always compensates. Everything flows. Everything moves, right? And if you start understanding that all these principles, they all talk to each other, right? It's not that one is against the other. They all complement each other. So the principle of rhythm, the the pendulum always swings. Things are not always bad. When everything is going down to shit, down to the toilet, when everything seems to be going ugly to the left side because what the pendulum is always swinging because remember everything is in motion again just like the other law the law of vibration right anyway talking about this fifth law eventually the pendulum will swing and it will carry you to the right side to the positive side everything is going great you have all the money in the world all the relationships are working phenomenally everything is going smooth but guess what the pendulum will swing back again to the left so it is this constant rhythm it's always compensating itself it cannot remain in just one area because it's there's a rhythm in it and it always compensates right all things rise and all things fall so the pendulum the pendulum swing manifests in everything in our physical being, in our mental being, in our emotional being, and in our spiritual being. Between these opposite poles that the principle of polarity we were talking about, the pendulum swings to the the principle of rhythm, right? This principle embodies the truth that everything exists in a measured motion. God damn, everything exists 
in a measured motion from here to there to there to here moving in and moving out swinging back and forward backward and forward rising and falling you know oh my god this is so beautiful never sitting still never stopping always transforming always changing <laughs> it is unescapable we cannot escape this principle of always changing of rhythm and this is so true with our lives as well right let me give you an example a, a, a personal example me if you've been following me since the beginning since when i started you know in my very first youtube videos which is it was the first or what the first uh well no actually i started with facebook back in i don't know 2011 2010 i started sharing and posting stuff in spanish of course because i'm, I'm mexican and i live in mexico city and this is where i'm from and I was doing it in Spanish, sharing all of the things that I've been experiencing, you know, just trying to put out there what I'm thinking, because I had a lot of things that I wanted to say. And I was always this weirdo, I, all, I, was, I was always the hippie, the weirdo, spiritual, I was always into this shit. So, but I, I kept it inside of me. So I started using this, right? Then, of course, by, you know, I don't know, life happened, and I started shifting, and I started turning a little bit more superficial and I starting you know living the life of the playboy <laughs> getting more into the superficial things and that's how I got into fashion actually and I, I went out living in, in Italy and I studied fashion over there and it was so beautiful this that so I transformed myself then now if you've been following me if you if you follow the first teachings that i was giving and if you compare them to the teachings that i'm giving right now they're more spiritual and esoterical and and, and mystical than ever and this is simple because i'm not transforming i'm basically you know reconnect re reconnecting with my old self with my true self actually and uh it is this law of rhythm that i'm always changing i'm always transforming i'm always you know moving and i we can't escape that so you can see it within me if you follow me on my social media you'll see that even the fashion that i'm wearing right now is different i'm not the same which is actually one of the laws that i teach with imagology the science that studies image me being an image consultant i always teach there is a fundamental law with image with ourselves that is everything you know uh image is dynamic which has to do with this law the law of rhythm it's dynamic it's movement it's moving all the time law uh, life is dynamic we're changing our likes and our dislikes sometimes we like something and now because you know we've experienced something different we don't like it anymore you know i stopped talking with a lot of people that i thought they were my friends and mentors now i don't talk to them anymore i cannot even you know i cannot even hear the shit that they're talking about anymore past friends past relationships i'm like how the fuck could i be teaching and hearing this shit well this is because the principle the principle of rhythm we change we're supposed to be changing all the time and that is okay the more you want to fight it the more miserable you'll become because you're going against the the, the, the laws of, of nature the laws of the universe so don't fight it off if you're changing if you're feeling some some sort of transformation if you're feeling some flow some rhythm that is pushing you to a certain place don't fight it use it find a way to use it to your own benefit and to the benefits of those around you right? don't fight it off it can be hurtful it can be difficult yes but 
you know what? In my own experience, the more you want to fight it, the more the universe will try to 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 repeat it. You know this. You know uh, the universe has a way of showing you the same thing over and over and over again in different ways with different people in different ways. But the the teaching is the same until you learn your lesson and you're like, okay, now I get it. Okay, now I can pass on to the next level. So it'll keep sending you the same shit. You know, you, maybe you don't have. You always have bad relationships, for example. It's not the person, it's you. It's a teaching, a hidden teaching that the universe is trying to teach you. So if you're feeling something, maybe you want to leave certain people behind. Maybe you want to leave your old version of yourself, right? Something, I don't know, a job, line of thought, you know, certain values, something. Well, flow with the rhythm. Flow with the rhythm. And then it'll compensate. Because the rhythm, the, the polarity of rhythm is that it's always compensating. The pendulum swings right and then the pendulum swings left. And it is between this constant movement and rhythm and dance, cosmic dance, that we experience life. So we should all laugh and learn the dance, learn the music and enjoy it. Because that's all we can do. We cannot fight it. Otherwise, we'll become miserable. <laughs> Moving on to the sixth principle, the sixth law the law of cause and effect the principle of cause and effect this is karma right karma every cause has its effect every effect has its cause everything happens according to law chance is but a name for a law not recognized there are many planes of causation but nothing escapes escapes the law all right (laughs) <laughs> so everything happens according to the law of chance uh, uh, to to the law chance is nothing but a name uh, you know it's but a name for law not recognized so there is no such thing as casual uh, you know casual oh it's just something casual that happened this is a casuality no everything happens for a reason so everything that is happening within your life, it didn't happen as an accident. Oh shit, it just happened. No, there is a line of thought, there is a line of actions that you have been doing that led you to this outcome, that led you to living the reality that you live today. So becoming a spiritual person, becoming a, a, a person in touch, a self-realized person is actually creating your own reality, not changing reality. If you don't like the world that you live in right now, you know, we were... We're destroying the Hamas, the Amazonas. We're destroying the world. These these things. We can follow a certain path that we have been living collectively. Everything happens for a reason. Everything has a cause, and every cause has an effect, and every effect has a cause. Now this is a very hard pill. A, 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 a very yeah, a very hard pill to swallow, because we don't. The moment we understand that, then we have to immediately become responsible for everything that we do and for everything that we are experiencing. And it is easier to just um, deny this and and point a finger outwards and be like, no, I'm living this life because of my president. I'm living this life because of uh, people that are bad and were mean to me or because of my lacking in family because I didn't have money because I didn't have the same opportunities as this other country or because you know it's easier to just complain 
complain about this, complain about that. I didn't have this, I don't have that. Oh, I'm lacking, I'm oh, blah, blah, blah. Just pure neg negative shit. But remember, the law of polarity. If there's negative shit, there's got to be some positive aspects of your life as well. It's just that you're focusing on more on that side more than the other. It's just that, all right? But becoming a self-aware, conscious, enlightened being is creating reality. First, inside of you. Choosing how do you how do you live your own life. Then collectively, of course, we can choose to create a different reality. So that is the truth about alchemy. It's not about transforming the reality that we know today. It's not about changing the, re the world. It's about creating a new one. It's always creating, creation, creation, my friends. We are part of creation, which means that we have that power to create. We have the power to create. All right? So the principle of cause and effect is karma. And this principle happens in many different layers, many different dimensions. One very simple, it could be in the in the physical world, in the physical aspects, which is if I see you if, and you see me and, and, and if I slap you in the face, <laughs> there's got to be an effect to that. That is the simpler way of explaining it. If I jump off the bridge, there's going to be a fucking effect on, to that, right? But this also happens in a mental way, right? The thoughts that you keep in your mind, they will have, they have a cause and they have an effect. Just be careful with that. Of course, the emotions, they also have that, that, that line of thought, of course. Well, they, they also follow the same principle, which is they have a cause and they have an effect on a spiritual level. Karma also happens in a spiritual level. All the things, it creates like a ripple effect and it has a cause and these, the ripples are the effect, all right? But nothing happens out of pure, like, oh, casualty. Oh, it's just casual. Oh, it just happened because of it. You know, I don't know how it happened, but it happened. You know, oh, shit, it just happened. No, 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 no. You know, this principle, I love it because it embodies the fact that there is a cause for every effect and there is an effect for every cause, meaning that there, nothing merely happens for no fucking reason and there is no such thing as fucking chance. Everything runs in harmony with the principle of correspondence, you know? There are higher planes dominating lower planes and nothing escapes the principle of cause and effect. Nothing happens without a fucking explanation. Let me repeat that. Nothing happens without a motherfucking explanation. Everything that is happening has an explanation. We can follow it. We can understand why it happened. So, you don't like the life that you're living right now? How about you start becoming responsible first by understanding you, your roots. What the fuck have I been doing with my life that led me to experience this right now? Why am I experiencing this? Well, I, I must have done something. I must have thought something that led me to, you know, get in touch with this ugly ass person or people that led me even further away from my truth. And, you know, it's not about complaining. It's about trying to recognize me like, oh, now I can see clearly why I'm such a fuck up. But understand, everything is in motion. Just because you were a fuck-up in the in, in the past does not mean that you are a fuck-up right now. You can always create and reinvent yourself, and it is totally fine. Escape this false reality that 
you cannot transform yourself because others see you as something different, right? I am the embodiment of that. I'm become now instead of teaching fashion, which is how I all how it all began, how it all, how I started. Now I teach spirituality. Now I'm teaching people how to exercise them and all this shit, and, and I'm doing it. Of course, there is a systematic way of doing it, like everything else in life. But just escape, you know. Just because you are living life in the way that you're living in right now does not mean that you are trapped in that because of all the principles that I just gave you and we've been revising to them to, together. You can transform yourself. You can reinvent yourself. So start understanding the things that you're doing. On an instant, you can start changing them. The decision happens on an instant. And then by every action that you take mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you'll start seeing the effects. Now, they don't happen instantly, right? They don't happen instantly. We have to be patient. Every cause has an effect, but that effect is not always instantaneous. All right? it's, it takes time, depending on what you're dealing with, depending on what you want. It'll not happen on an instant. So be fucking patient. <laughs> just like, oh, I don't know why am I fat? Why am I so fat? And I don't have enough energy and I don't have health. You know, I'm unhealthy. Uh, blah, 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 blah. My, my, my blood pressure is, you know, up in the sky. Oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, maybe it's because you've been eating bad food, right? And the body becomes what the what the food you you intake. Well, the spirit becomes what the thoughts you have in your mind as well. <laughs> it's a very beautiful thing. It's an old proverb from the ancient Egyptians, I think. The body becomes what the what the food you you give it, and the spirit becomes what the thoughts you hold within you. So have that in your mind, in your life. Have it present. And the last principle, the seventh principle, the seventh law, is the principle of gender. Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests in all planes. Now, this principle kind of has to do with the law of polarity, but it's more, more concrete. It's more, more definite. This principle embodies the fact that the both masculine and feminine exist in all things. Yes, that means that it exists in you. If you are a man listening to me, that means that you have a feminine side within you. If you are a, a girl listening to me, that means that you have a masculine side within you. All right, everything has a gender. Everything, because that's how we—that's how life gets created. That's how you and I got to exist, thanks to gender. So, not just in sex. That's the physical aspect of it. You know, the dick and the vagina. That's, that's just it. A dick and a pussy. You know, tits and ass. And, and, and it's not just that, my friends. That's on a physical level. But it also happens on an energy level. On an emotional level. It also happens in a um, spiritual level. It also happens in a, on a mental, in a thought level. In a way of being. In creative nature, the, in the creative nature of all things, on all planes, in all planes, there is a harmony with this the with this principle of gender, right? Feminine and masculine exist in everything, not just in the physical plane, but in the mental, in the spiritual, in everything. 
this uh, principle plays a role in all things generation and creation and regeneration nothing can come into being without the use of this principle so nothing can exist as we know it without the principle of of gender of masculine infinitive and, 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 and feminine right the masculine on on a on its how do you, on its nature it's outcoming it's um forthcoming it's moving forward right it's uh, and and feminine on its nature it's accepting it's moving inwards it's it's more it's retracting it's not moving forward so masculine is penetrative is assertive is progressive is conquering is explorative and explode and, and explosive energy it's driving progress it's always moving forward feminine is receptive is sacred is treasured is protective is enhancing it's 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 you know whatever the the masculine energy provides moving towards moving forwards the feminine energy it's receptive and it's enhancing it creates it makes it bigger than it is it maintains you know it, it honors that energy so but together they create this cosmic dance kind of similar like the polarity and thanks to this feminine energy and masculine energy we can experience life but we have it within us as well all right and this is something that every major culture has talked about every major culture when you have an imbalance of femininity or masculinity everything goes down to shit within you as well if you're too fucking masculine then guess what you're a fucking machista you're a macho man and you're a piece of shit if you're too feminine then you will not do anything you'll be an emotional wreck so both you need both of them within you of course depending on what you are you'll have a certain tendency if you are a man you'll have more somewhat more a tendency to have more masculine energy within you if you are a girl if you're a woman you will have a tendency to be more feminine or use more the feminine energy that does not mean that you are trapped in that you can use both the the problem is when we identify ourselves with just one when in reality we are both which is one of the beautiful things that I understood th- thanks to yoga. Yoga means union. It's understanding this. Using all of these things that we have been learning today in today's episode to use them instead of being used by them. So you don't want to be used by your gender. You don't want to be used by your masculinity. You want to use your masculinity. You don't want to be used by your femininity. You want to use your femininity. Actually, you want to use both of me you want to use your masculine energy you want to use your feminine energy and how can we do that well there are certain times where you have to be receptive there are certain times where you need to be assertive think about that think about that and try to put it into harmony try to create a balance between these two energies and actually that's why when you are you know a relationship between a man and a woman the um, electromagnetic energies that both have they get neutralized and they create something more beautiful now if you are gay for example that can also happen because a man can be super feminine and a woman can be super masculine so when they get together with another human with with a with a partner you can see that in every aspect in every nature i don't care if you're gay or not you will see that one person tends to be more assertive than the other one and the other one tends to be more receptive 
more feminine and the other one more masculine. And this is totally fine, all right? Because together they get neutralized because they can be a little bit intoxicating. They can be toxic when you don't neutralize them, when you don't use them correctly. You know, uh, the world as we know it, it has been so masculine for a long period of time that that's why we see that it's all about getting more getting more getting more getting more and it's all about being assertive and moving forward and 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 destructive and conquering of things and that's why we're destroying earth mother earth is feminine on its energy and it's all about recepting and 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 building and creating and enhancing the energy and the things that it has so now we are experiencing a shift in energy Femininity is starting to to get a voice and and starting to become more harmonious by saying like we need to stop being more uh, too masculine in in, in energy in, within the world. Fuck all that, you know. We need to stop doing that. But the way that we're using it is by you know femininity is using its masculine energy to be heard, which is something that you know maybe it's useful at first, but eventually you'll see that feminine energy has nothing to do with being. You know, the feminine energy that we're lacking in today's society has nothing to do with being masculine and, you know, being like, ah, listen to me, motherfuckers, you fucking macho mans, and, you know, burning off bras and all that shit. That's toxic femininity in the same way that toxic masculinity has been fucking us up, right? So there's going to be a a way where we, or there's going to be a time where we're going to get more harmony in this. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. This has been today's episode. Thank you for listening. Remember that, uh, you know, this uh, this has been the seven universal laws. I I suggest that you start studying them. You know, read the Emerald Tablets. Read the, 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 the letters of Hermes Trismegistus. Read about Hermes, about thought. Read about ancient mythologies. Read about all of these. Get, you know, awaking this curiosity within you so that you can become a self-sufficient, self-realized man or woman, and that way you can become a better version of yourself, all right? Woo! This has been a long-ass fucking (laughs) podcast for today, but it was very beautiful. I love that I can talk about this, all right? So this is the Fashion Matrix Podcast. Remember that I am Pablo Espinosa de los Monteros, your host, and your spiritual god your spiritual mentor your consultant your image consultant your whatever the fuck you wish to call me all right whatever you wish to call me i'm that and beyond all right my friends you can visit my uh profiles at style systems you can follow me all over social media instagram youtube everywhere but i'm showing a little bit more on these these subjects that i'm talking about on the every podcast you can see it on my instagram with pictures you can see it in with my videos and all of that now if you're more interested in my own teachings and into getting more premium content i have an online school I, it's actually called the style systems university i have more than 24 online courses where i teach from spirituality to fashion to many different things communication basically everything that i know i put it into into online courses over there style systems university and it is in a teachable platform you simply go to fashionmatrix.vip and you can see it over there or you can go to stylesystems.org org org right and you'll see everything that i'm doing me and my team what we're doing as a 
as professional consultants, all right? Thank you for listening. Be the best version of yourself and until the next one.